Hey, hey y'all, hey y'all. I'm Soph. And I'm Nat. And, and we're, we're the, the Travel Brats. Brats. Welcome to our podcast. We've been putting the brat in travel. Since 2020. And we're just getting started. From hidden gems to world-class travel. We've been sharing hot and not destinations from a bird's eye view and a party, party of, of two. two. So what's on the itinerary today? Hey, Travel Brats. Happy Travel Brat Tuesday. We are back with Brittany Trott, and today we are going to be talking about some of the favorite places she's been. Brittany, hey, it's great to have you back. Of course. Thank you so much. Yeah. And so I know last time we touched a little bit on your books, your upbringing, kind of your love for traveling and how that inspired your career and just every time you travel now. And uh, I wanted to just go into a deep dive on some of your favorite places and just talk kind of about the overall experiences. So I know we had talked a little bit about D.C. And what were some of your like top and maybe not places that you visited in D.C. and things you did? Yeah, so um, I always kind of love just seeing like the very typical things, you know, like the Washington Monument, Lincoln Memorial, going by the White House. Um, the last time I went to Washington, D.C., I actually went to the I want to say it's the American Museum of African History um, okay. or something. It's a very, very uniquely shaped building. And it was the first time that I had I had ever been there. And I actually thought it was extremely well done and very nice, very informative. Um, I want to say I probably spent like three hours there and then just had like lunch on the lawn afterwards. It's very close to the you can see the the Washington Monument from there. Um, probably my favorite place. I don't know. I think I think probably the Lincoln Memorial, just because I think it's very relaxing to not only, you know, be at the Lincoln Memorial, but then to just hang out out by the reflection pool and mm -hmm. kind of just, you know, hang out there, relax, enjoy the environment. People watch. I'm a big people watcher um, yeah. and different things like that. So definitely sightseeing. I'm a, I'm a big like museum kind of gal and like being able to to learn, see things see things that I wouldn't be able to see, you know, if I wasn't there. Yeah, no, I love that. I think I would agree with you on the Lincoln Memorial. That was probably a top spot there when we went. And just like the Smithsonian, you could go, I mean, you could live there for like a decade, yes. and go every Saturday and maybe not even get all the information it says there. It's so much fun. Right. And like you said, you found that random, unique part of the museum. There's so much to see. You can kind of be like, today I'm going to go to American history or, right. you know, natural history or whatever. It's, it's so, it's so rich. I mean, DC is just, I mean, it's our nation's capital. It's so rich. So yes. that's really cool. Was there any food that you liked, uh, when you, that you ate in DC? Um, I don't know. Cause when I, when I had lunch after going to the museum, there was like a whole strip of like food trucks and stuff out. And we just like walked up and we're just, you know, trying to see what the food trucks are. I, I of course can't remember the names of any of them, but there was a lot of, um, different variety types of food we kind of had you know gravitated more towards like the mexican food the tacos the burritos stuff like that yeah. um so we did that and even before when i've gone there's a i think it's called tacos taqueria um and i went there that was like my very first time going there on my own i went there and that was the first time i ever like ate in a restaurant by myself and the environment was just so nice very relaxing busy but not like overwhelmingly busy still kind of calm and food yeah. delicious Oh, yeah. That's good to know because I feel like food trucks in cities, food trucks are good in general, like so good. Mm -hmm. And then if you're in cities, you're like, what is this? <laughs> I right. love it. Yeah. And then you talked about having a favorite out of the country spot. Uh, you're really into the Bahamas. Yes. So it's actually the only place 
like technically out of the country that I've ever been. I've only ever been there on cruises. So okay. as far as things to do in the Bahamas, I I wouldn't know other than snorkeling and hanging out on the beach because that's just what I did when I was over there. Yeah. Um, but anytime that I've even talked, like talked to the people there, like, you know, we would go to their local markets. I'm a very big, like local market kind of person. So the, one of like my favorite memories when I went there, other than the snorkeling, um, they just have like huge, like flea market type things where everybody has all these different unique things. I love being able to see the creativity and how people just make things that like you've never heard of or never seen or they're just so unique. And I'm like, that is just so cool how you made that and being able to kind of just walk around and it's, it's huge. And being able to walk around, talk to people, see, you know, the things that they make is definitely a core memory of mine. Yeah. I think you're right. I, I love just the fact that in the Bahamas, you can wander, you can relax. The food's good. The culture is really fun. The people are nice. And then I do love flea markets. Like I would agree with you hundred percent on flea markets. I think my favorite ones I've been to are, yeah, Bahamas, like Mexico, and then Hawaii. And you just, it's amazing the stuff you find. And I love the deals. Like, it's so much yeah. fun to, you know, you'd pay $40 in the United States for a couple bracelets that you could buy at a flea market for like a dollar, you know? Right. Um, yeah. And I've so. actually heard that, um, like negotiation and like kind of going back and forth, like bartering is very big there. Like when I, before I went there, a lot of people were like, you know, definitely like go back on the price, like kind of go back and forth them a little bit. Like it's almost, at least I was told it's almost seen as like disrespectful if you just accept it for what it is. Um, which I don't know. Cause I feel like if that's the price you're giving, then that's the price that, you know, you deserve, you know? So it no doesn't really make that much sense to me, but it was definitely fun being like, you know, they're always sh shouting out deals and I'm like, well, what if you do this or what if I do that instead? So it's always kind of like a fun, fun conversation going back and forth, trying to determine what the, the actual cost will be. Well, yeah. Isn't that funny? That's like a cultural thing. As, and it's, I'm not sure how like prominent it is in Europe and, but I know South America and the islands, you can say, Oh, this is 20 bucks. How about two for 10, you know, or, and I love it. I think it's fun. And they'll, as opposed to the United States, you're right. It's the opposite. It's offensive. Right. If you are like, go into a regular store and you're like, can I have $10 off of this? They're like, absolutely right. not. What's the price tag say? And then it's offensive to the people in the islands most of the time when you're like, okay, sure, whatever, here you go. Right, so, yeah, like right. you just accept it. So if that's like one of like the biggest things where, you know, it. that's why it's also really important to kind of go outside your culture, outside what you're used to because you get to see the different ways of what it is. Like the same thing with, with you know, tipping in other countries. Like it's seen almost as offensive if you tip, but here- they ask you to tip when you buy a coffee at the store. Oh, yeah. You roll through the Starbucks drive through and they're like, want a tip? I'm like, I just paid yeah. you $9. <laughs> Literally. Or, or <laughs> you just place your order yourself and they're about to give it to you in two seconds. And I'm like, what am I even tipping you for? Like they I have tips for everything now. I know they have it. And that that's actually one thing I think that when you travel to some other countries, especially like Europe, because they include the tip where mm -hmm. you're kind of like, uh, you know, you're like, yeah. I just don't have to worry about like what's the se socially acceptable to tip and what's not. Right. If they're going to be mad at me and if they're going to spit in my soup. Like, right. <laughs> you know, yeah, <laughs> I, I get that. And then speaking of like the Bahamas, since you you've mentioned you're a beach girly, um, is there a favorite beach you have, like maybe in Florida since you grew up here? Um, I don't know. I really like any beach, to be honest, probably the beach that I think I've probably spent the most time even outside of Florida, because I did spend a lot of time in the beaches in Florida. Mm -hmm. um, I used to take family reunion trips to the Outer Banks. And we used to spend a lot of time out there on the beach. And it's kind of nice because you get 
Like you're, you kind of get like the East coast Florida vibes. I grew up on the West coast where the water's very warm. There's no waves. And then you go to the East coast and then you have like, you know, waves and the water is much colder. So it was very nice to be able to spend the time out at the outer banks. And then nearby the beach, they have a bunch of like little shops or plazas and stuff like that, which again, is one of like my favorite things to do is just walk around and kind of sightsee, you know, the area and stuff. So probably favorite beach, I probably would say outer banks. That's really neat. I've heard a lot of good things about the Outer Banks. I have actually, I've been like to Hilton Head and places, so not quite the yeah. Outer Banks, but just more like Northeast, be, no, Northeast to Florida people, yeah. not Northeast <laughs> United States, as in Southeast, yeah. <laughs> but like up and to the right. Looking for the cutest new travel pieces for your adventure wardrobe? Then shop Best Dressed. From gorgeous sundresses to adorable bikinis and cozy sweaters, Best Dressed has the perfect travel pieces for any vacation destination. Check them out at shopbestdress.com and use code TRAVELBRAT20 for 20% off the entire store. To switch it up a little bit, I want to talk about food because that's always our joke is that's always my kind of um, arena when we're doing the podcast because I just love food. But <laughs> you had told me that uh, the best place you ate in was NOLA or like the best food you've had was NOLA. Yes. Yeah, so a few years ago, I took like my my New Year new place trip was for a birthday trip. And me and two of my best friends went to New Orleans for like a weekend. And the only I mean, I don't know, because I, I, I never really like I feel like I am a foodie, but I'm never like, oh, this one is way better than this one. Like to me, if it if it's food's good, the food is good. So the reason that I say Nola is because that's the only place or place that I've ever been that to this day, I still constantly think about the food. So one of the first nights that we were there, we were like in downtown hanging out. And I swear we had literally the best pizza I have ever had in my entire life. I mean, no like, way. like, for real to this day, me and my best friend still talk about it. We're like, man, I wish I had that pizza from Nola, like all the time talking about it. And I don't even know what made it so good. Like there was just like the perfect amount of cheese, very cheesy, but perfect mm -hmm. amount, perfect size. It was just delicious and then we found on our very last morning there unfortunately we didn't have it the whole trip which I'm still so sad about but maybe that's why I keep thinking about it is we found like this perfect breakfast like creperie that had like the most delicious of uh, one variety they had a bunch of different options to choose from but just the most delicious crepes that I, I've literally ever had and I know yeah. they're very known for like their beignets so it's probably really weird that like I'm not talking about their beignets, but their pizza and their crepes, I literally still think about constantly to this day. No, I love that because it's like you always assume, okay, Nola, the pizza, the chicory, not the pizza, the uh, beignets, the chicory coffee, the, you know, char-grilled oysters, all the Creole <laughs> food. But I mean, they just have, I agree with you, they just have such good food no matter what you're eating there's so many good restaurants and i love like that rich saucy really like cajun spice flavorful taste that they put on like everything it's just it makes like all their food good um yes. and then on that note you also said nola was the best nightlife shocking yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm super i love street performers and that's like in any city like new york has street performers washington dc has street performers nola has street performers but one of the first nights that we were there there was um, a street performing band. I think they're called New New Thousand Band or something like that. I can't remember off the top of my head, but we saw them and they're just like out there with like a violin and then like some pots and pans and stuff that they're drumming on. And we sat there for no lie, like probably two and a half hours just listening wow. to them the first night. 
And then yeah. at the end, they're, you know, they're always out there. They're like, we'll be back tomorrow. We'll be back tomorrow. And every night that we were there, we went back into downtown just so we could watch them. And, and wow. I love street performers, but I've never one stayed for that long to watch them. And then two gone back multiple times. So yeah. like the first night we were like out, like hanging out on the street, watching them. And the second night we found like a local, like little bar area that had a patio outside. So we could go sit on the patio and watch them and listen to them from afar like it was just, it was so good. And then, you know, you always have people, there's always out people in costumes, the Mardi Gras is big out there. So you always have oh, people yeah. in very extravagant outfits. There's, it's so cute. Um, and then another core memory from that trip is we went to one of the casinos out there and just did karaoke. And we ran into like the perfect group of people, like perfect group of strangers at this karaoke. And we literally just sang again for hours that night. And it was just so much fun. Like, it really like we got back to our hotel room probably like three in the morning and it felt like it was like nine o'clock. Like we weren't tired at all. It was it was crazy. That that's Nola. I'm I'm serious. It's like some sort of drug where you get there and you're like, this is this this city has like a sound. And like mm -hmm. meeting, I can't tell you every time I've went how many random people I've met that have been so much fun. Or like I've ran in twice that I've gone, I ran into people I know from like oh wow. Whether, yeah, whether it was FGCU or like it was just so ran to a famous comedian one time. It was so it was just That's so awesome. funny. Yeah, it was just so funny and fun. And like, yes, I, the Mar there's a great Mardi Gras museum there. The food. Excellent. Like we said, I love how they're all about. I mean, I don't believe in any of the spooky stuff, but I love that they just like go all out with it. They're like, let's take a spooky ghost tour. You can walk yeah. you can have a, a vampire tour or this kind of tour. I mean, they're just it's there's so much to do there. And then the history, yes. you know, you yeah. can take a riverboat cruise. And so I, I think I always tell people it's such a fun place to go um, with a group, with a gir girl's trip, with your significant other, with your family. It's just there's so much. So I, I would agree with you that Nola is literally one of my favorite cities in the United States for nightlife and for food. Mm -hmm. Hey there. Are you looking to sell your home the for sale by owner way? Then check out Listella. Listella is an online real estate platform where you can directly buy and sell homes with no negotiations and no commission. Sellers save the 6% they would typically pay an agent and buyers can find and buy a home in as little as 14 days. The best part? If you're a Travel Brats listener and you list your home on Listella, You'll get 20% off the listing fee with code TRAVEL. That's capital T-R-A-V-E-L. Check them out at listella.com or download the Listella app today. I want to switch gears a little bit because I want to talk a little bit more about your upcoming book. I want to shout that out again. And I want to talk about kind of how it's centered around Arizona and, and specifically why. Yes. Yeah, so um, I had been to Arizona like as a very, very young kid. And then when I went back, you know, when I was 21, the Grand Canyon was like, you know, of course, one of the big, big things to do yeah. there. And I had I literally hadn't, you know, I have the I know that I have pictures of me being there, but I hadn't remembered seeing it with my own eyes. And it I think especially coming from Florida, where everything is, is very flat. Like we see a lot of water, a lot of rain, a lot of trees, mm -hmm. but we don't see a lot of a lot of other terrain. So being able to be at the Grand Canyon and just seeing like these these cliffs and mountains and rocks and like even out in the distance, like you you just see like this landscape. It it makes me feel like I'm looking at a green screen. Like it truly, it just looks fake. Yeah. And the views there are just are just amazing. Like I'm like I could just sit here like all day and just look at this and just like be so like at peace mm -hmm. 
where like there's there's people there but it's still it's not like modernized you know like everywhere we go around everything is built up they tear down well at least especially in florida tear down trees to be building up plazas and malls and apartments and just being able to like be there and like be like in nature and with those views was literally just like the most amazing thing like i remember taking pictures and i'm like i i feel like like I'm standing in front of a green screen in this picture. Like this picture just looks so fake to me because the views I think are just so good. No, I would agree. It's crazy. And it's so far off. Like it's so vast right. and large that you're like, yeah, it really does look like a picture or a green screen. Mm -hmm. it's, it's amazing. I think that is one of the just wonders and most beautiful places in our, in our country and in the world. I mean, yes. So that's really cool. So shout again out your book. Do you have a rough date on when it's coming out? I know it's the 27th today. Yes. So I don't have a, a date quite yet. I probably will hopefully be announcing one very soon because um, I'm still kind of in the, the beginning-ish stages of doing, you know, final edits. But once I have some illustrations coming, I'll probably be doing an announcement for the release date. And then I'll be dropping some sneak pictures of the, the illustrations in the books, which is one of my favorite parts, because then you can kind of see ahead of time. Um, yeah. So no release date yet, but hopefully one coming very soon. I'm thinking maybe, again, if everything all works out, maybe in the next month or so. I'm hoping by by April or so is, is my goal. So we'll see if, if everything can work out between now and then. Yeah. Oh, that's so exciting. Awesome. Well, we can't wait to share it with everybody and to check it out ourselves. I want to close with one of your most memorable travel stories. This is a series we do, and it can be good, bad, happy, sad, anything just off the top of your head. Perfect. Um, well, I'm I'm not going to do the good one because the good one was Nola, you know, singing karaoke and watching street performers and stuff. So mm -hmm. I'm going to go on the crazy thing. So in, in my new year, new place, something that that has pretty until recently until like the last two years or so I've always said like my first day is the worst and it's and just because you know traveling mishaps or whatever it may be so in my in my very first trip when I went to DC again it was my first time ever traveling by myself and my flight was already delayed like three hours so I was leaving at the time that I should have been arriving so I wasn't arriving in the daytime I was arriving it was like pitch black at night the whole airport was closed. I had, you know, we don't really have good public transportation in Florida. So I had no like perception of how the Metro worked. So I was mm -hmm. like walking in this airport by myself, getting onto the Metro, trying to find out where my stop was or where I needed to get off so I could get like an <laughs> Uber to go to my hotel. And then while I'm on there, again, no perception of how the Metro works. So I'm like, okay, I think it's this stop. And then this I'm like trying to decide but I didn't think fast enough so then the doors closed and I was onto the next stop which turned out to actually be the next stop that I should have been at but I had <laughs> I already called my uber to the stop that I thought that I was getting off at so then I was uh. trying to cancel my uber and then like he was giving me a hard time because I was canceling and then I had to reschedule an uber and then I got off the metro and my phone died so mm. I had no I had no idea where my uber was I had no, you know, now I have a portable charger because of this trip, but I had no portable charger at the time. I'm like on the Metro. I'm like, I have no idea. I just got off this train. And then in my head, I'm like, well, this, this stop is pretty close to my hotel. So I like get out of the station and I'm like walking down the street in DC at like 11 o'clock at night by myself as a 20 year old. I'm like literally crying. My phone's dead. I have no idea where I'm going. I'm like scared because again, it's pitch black in a city that I've literally, I have no idea where I am. 
So then I'm like, okay, let me gather myself. I don't think I can walk to the hotel, which after I was able to look at a map, I definitely could not have walked to it. <laughs> I walked back to the metro station and then there's like a, an attendant there just on his phone. And I'm like, do you please have an outlet that I can charge? Like I can just plug my phone into like, I need my phone to turn on so I can call an Uber or something because I, I really have no idea where I am. So oh. luckily I was able to get my phone, you know, turned on and plugged in. And then the Uber that I called actually like, was the best uber driver ever like a very genuine older man and he picked me up and he like can tell i'm crying and he's like you okay and i'm like i have no idea what i'm doing i've never traveled by myself i just walked like in pitch black washington dc by myself in a random neighborhood and then he's bringing me to my hotel and he's like telling me you know he's like where the area was because i you know i don't really know how the areas are so he's like you know I'm going to, I'm going to drop you off, but I'm going to wait until you check in and then, you know, give me like a heads up or something when you're all good to go. And then I'm going to leave. Like, I want to make sure that you get settled. And he's like, and once you get to your room, he was like, personally, I would close it. I would lock it and I would not open it until the mornings. And I'm like, well, that's really good to know. <laughs> Cause again, I'm by myself. So I'm not trying to like yeah. target it or anything. So he was like super cool and like really like helped to settle my nerves and turn what originally was like a very stressful dramatic experience into okay you know i made it to my hotel i'm fine the rest of it tomorrow is going to be daytime which alone makes things so much easier i have less than 24 hours to go and hopefully my phone will just not die and i'll be able to get around washington dc <laughs> like it's like solo traveling trial by fire <laughs> yes and it's yeah. like that in between where it was like, you know, beforehand, like people would have like maps and stuff. But now we're like in the technology where, you know, who needs a map because you have the maps on your phone. But then your iPhone, you know, after they have like five iPhones ahead, your phone battery starts to go by so fast or it'll die at like 30 percent. So you don't even know how much battery you have left. It was just it was so stressful, but it ended up being very good. So that was probably my most memorable just because. I think a lot of a lot of character building comes from being uncomfortable. And it was a very stressful experience, but I, I grew from it. And I think in the long run, even though it totally sucked at first, in the long run, now it's it's funny to look back on and be like, yeah, it was pretty crazy that I, that I, that, that yeah. how that first day really went. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, it's funny. If it makes you feel any better, I did the same thing, but in Chicago. So mm -hmm. it wasn't much better. Like got off the train, wrong stop, missed the stop, phone died. Oh, great. How do I get, you know, back to my grandparents' house? Because yeah. we were at Lollapalooza and I could get no back problem. to it. So yeah, if it makes you feel any better, it, it does happen, especially like your initial first times. Now you probably learned that. <laughs> Full charge, maybe one of those little packs that, you know, you um, can, the little charger packs. And um, um, I, I do want to know also, because I asked you for one, but I remember you talking about passing out somewhere. And I would love to know that story if you're okay with it. <laughs> of course. So on my way to Arizona, I had a connecting flight because from, from Florida, Arizona, at least at the time, I couldn't find any nonstop flights. So I had a connecting, I think, either in like Colorado or Texas or something, and um my flight my connecting was not it was not very long so i was like running through the airport so as i'm running through the airport i'm like i don't have time usually i'm i try to grab like a snack or something like in between or like to have on the plane or beforehand and like i had eaten breakfast that morning but then i was on the plane and i was like okay well when i stop i'll have like just enough time to get off and then grab a snack and then get on like it'll be perfect and mm -hmm. then you know, our flight ended up being like a little bit later than scheduled. So my connection was even shorter. So I'm like, literally like running through the airport. I'm like, I have no time to eat. Like, there's just no way 
I'm like running up to the gate. Like they're already like halfway through boarding my section. So I'm like coming in literally just at the, at the nick of time. And so we take off. We're probably, you know, we're not even high enough up where they turn the seatbelt light off. And I like start to feel like, like I'm going to vomit. And I'm like, oh, this is weird. So I'm like, you know, they always tell you to like cough when you feel like you're going to like pass out or get sick because it like sends oxygen to your brain or whatever. So I'm like, mm. I'm like trying to like tell myself I'm not going to vomit because I'm in a window seat, first of all. And there's people next to me. Like, it's not like I can just get up easily. Right. And then, and then I'm trying to like cough, but like, I'm trying to be so subtle. Like I'm trying to just like, I'm like, feel like I'm like slowly dying in my seat, but I'm trying to make sure that nobody around me is aware yeah. that I'm like struggling at the moment, you know? And yeah. so eventually I'm like, no, I really think that I'm I'm going to vomit. And as luck would have it, I didn't have one of those bags in the seat in front of me like they normally have. So I couldn't yeah. even grab that. So I'm like, I'm really sorry. Like I have to get out. So I get out and I head to the bathroom and then the flight attendant, because the flight attendants are still in the back, like buckled in because we're not even high enough up that they can even get out of their seat yet. And, mm-hmm. and she's like, she's like, man, you have to sit down. And I'm like, I don't feel really good. And as soon as I go, like I reach my hand out for the handle of the door and I just fall backwards, smack on the ground. And oh then like, what I would assume is probably, I don't know, 30 seconds later, I don't really know how long I was, I was passed out for, but I like, I like feel this lady. She's like, Oh my gosh, miss, are you okay? And I'm like, I'm like, my eyes are closed. And I'm like, literally what happened because I'm like trying to remember like what was I just doing and I'm like oh my gosh I literally think I am laying on the floor of this airplane right now with people surrounding like first off how embarrassing (laughs) I can't believe this is happening to me right now and then you can hear like hear them over like the PA announcement asking if there's like a doctor on board and I'm like oh my gosh I'm literally this person right now and I'm like this is so (laughs) embarrassing and then, so then, you know, some like EMT or whatever comes up and then they have me sit in a chair and they're like, you know, are you, are you pregnant? Is your mom with you? Have you been drinking? And I'm like, I'm by myself. I'm not pregnant. No, I haven't been drinking. And I was like, I, I didn't have a chance to eat in my collect- connecting flight. I think my sugar's too low. I think I just passed out because I haven't eaten anything. And yeah. I was like, if you just give me like some orange juice and some cheese crackers. I think I'll be okay. I just, I just want that. that. <laughs> yes. I was like, I just didn't have a chance to eat. And apparently I really should have had a chance to eat ahead of time. So I like sat back there for probably like 45 minutes, just like drinking some orange juice and eating some snacks finally. And then I was fine after that, but it was crazy. And then I landed in Arizona. My bags weren't there. So I had to wait at, for like three hours in the airport while I waited for my bag. So I'm like calling my mom and she's because, you know, she wants to know how I've landed and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, man, I passed out on the plane. And she's like, oh, that's real. Like, she's like, oh, that's really nice. Like, you must feel well rested. Like thinking I meant like passed out, like I slept. And I was like, no, mom, <laughs> I passed out. Like I fainted, like, like. Uh, like straight back against the ground like crazy so yeah that was that's my second most memorable and again now looking back I'm like wow that is kind of funny even though again definitely not funny in the moment I was like this has never happened to me and it, it never happened before that and it hasn't knock on wood happened after that but now I always 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 even if I'm not hungry I always have a snack in my bag when I go on the airplane I will never get onto an airplane without snacks of some sort especially because of that moment that's it's so true. I've only passed out once in my life and I'm pretty sure it was the same thing. It was like altitude, dehydration, not eating and just like exhaustion. And you right. may have been exhausted too. And I was like, I was right. so scared because the first time you pass out, it's so scary. 
Like right. it's not that serious unless you have some other pre-existing condition, but, but it's like, you feel like you're dying. You know, you get like right. the tunnel vision and you're like, what's yeah. happening. And then, it, and then it like happens so fast. Like anytime that I've like almost passed out prior to that, like I know how it feels, but like this one was just so quick. Like it was like, literally like, I was like, you know, I'll just get into the bathroom, splash some water on my face, like sit down for a second. Like I'll feel okay because I'll at least be by myself, not surrounded by all these people. And I don't know, looking back, if it would have been better if I did make it into the bathroom or not. Cause I'm like, what if I wasn't there? And then I passed out. Like how long would I have been in there? Like passed out before I either woke up or somebody was like, wow, this girl's been in here for a long time, you know? Yeah. That is so funny. I mean, the funniest thing about that is that like you I just have this mental picture of you in the back just like finally having your <laughs> snack like oh this is so nice like <laughs> honestly I'm, though I'm finally I'm free. Like, hanging out with all the flight attendants and their special little spots and areas yeah, yeah like VIP treatment even though it was very scary at the time but I was they were like they were like more freaked out and especially I because I think I look very young and I look even younger than like I'm 20 I was 21 then but I definitely did not look like I was 21 to the average person. They were, so they were like, you know, is your mom here? All these things. And I think <laughs> they, they were more of like worried. They were like, what do we do with you? Are you even old enough to like <laughs> be here? Like what is going on? Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's great. That's one of, that's one of the funniest stories I've ever heard. <laughs> Those both are really funny. Crazy, uh, yes. Well, Brittany, before we close out, where can our travel brats find you? I just want to shout this out again in case they didn't listen to our first episode. And travel brats, go listen to the first episode too because it's great. (laughs) But yeah, where can they connect with you? Yeah, so my website is travstwocents.com. If you do slash books, it'll bring you right to the books. Otherwise, it'll be the blog where you can read about me passing out on this plane or getting lost (laughs) in Washington, D.C. You can find me on Instagram at Brittany Lee underscore 96 and then on Facebook and TikTok at writer Brittany Trout. And I think I forgot to say it in the last episode, but the books um, you can buy off my website directly through me or they are available on Amazon. Um, same price, both places, unless Amazon happens to just run a deal. But if you do buy them through me, then you do get stickers and a worksheet as well. Oh, uh, good deal. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. That's pretty, that's a fun thing you did. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Oh, well, thank you again, Brittany, so much. This was so much fun and best of luck with your new book coming out. And guys, write us a review. If you enjoyed this episode, check out Brittany's website and get connected. Awesome. Thank you so much. Looking for the cutest new travel pieces for your adventure wardrobe? Then shop Best Dressed. From gorgeous sundresses to adorable bikinis and cozy sweaters, Best Dressed has the perfect travel pieces for any vacation destination. Check them out at shopbestdressed.com and use code TRAVELBRAT20 for 20% off the entire store. Hey everybody, it's your Travel Brat Nat. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Do you have expertise on a cool travel destination? If so, we would love to have you on our show. For a chance to be a guest on the show, visit thetravelbrats.com, then go to About Us, then Collab.